and welcome to Creativity and Chaos, a 1L2N podcast. I am Amy, and we are joined by some sparkling water today. Mike? Uh, the, the salty kind. Tommy? I don't know what that means. And our sparkling list of waters, Liam. Yo. We are a family of creatives going through the story writing process, and we're bringing you along for the ride. Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? Do, 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 do. Boop. Wow, you were really getting it in there. I mean, you were getting as much as you could in there. Done, got it in. Sometimes I try. Doing good. I start school this week. It's going to be gross. I mean, just this semester. Legitimately tomorrow? No, Wednesday. So, you know, whatever. Same new job. I start Wednesday. Ooh, Amy, what are you doing new on the Wednesday? I I work from home on Wednesday. (gasps) Liam! I got a test. Oh. oh, so we all have really important things going on on Wednesday. Perfect. Expect Wednesday evening there to be an emergency podcast where we all are like, <laughs> oh my God, I can't handle all just panicking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, today is a creative prompt day. So let's hop into it because our lives are really exciting. So we're going to skip past anything else that happened or could happen. Who wants to go first? Um, I'll go first, I guess. I'll describe it because it's a little bit different. All right. So the handle was the challenge word for the week and or for the month or whatever. It was our challenge word. Shut up, people. Anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're starting off yeah. feisty. So handle was our challenge word. And I kept thinking handle like going towards a door handle and trying to carefully open it up like a sneaky little thief. And after playing the D&D campaign that we did during Christmas or the the one shot, and then also playing some D&D style games on the computer, one of the things I really like is background music for some of these games. And watching Critical Role, their DM for their Dungeons and Dragons game, he plays music a bunch. And I want to incorporate music into one shots when I DM in the future, but I don't want to use video game music because it's super distracting because every time that they're playing and there's like a battle going on and I hear, you know, Skyrim's music in the background or like Pillars of Eternity or something, I've just pulled into that game. So it pulls me out of it. So I basically just wanted to make a, a background track. And that's the primary focus of this is it's you are a thief at night in a city and it's like a semi magical city. Maybe who knows? I don't know. But that's where I'm coming at with this one. So it's nothing exciting. It's background music. Liam, is that how you would describe Mike's project, since you know all? Oh, so what we got going on here is like a handlebar, like a handlebar mustache. And basically, just think about dudes with the handlebar mustaches when you're, when you're listening to this. And okay. it will, it'll draw a real resemblance. There'll be an image in your mind that perfectly encapsulates the universe. You spoiled it. How dare you? Okay. <laughs> they know now. They know.
So yeah, nothing super exciting. Just some background music to set the mood. I loved the panning. Like hearing everything. Oh, I loved just like your spatial awareness of every sound that you used. I don't know if it was intentional, but just hearing it in left and right, the forwards and the backs, like all that ear candy was super interesting. At least how I, what I took away from it is this kind of felt like it was like a, a ticking clock and you were solving a puzzle or something like that. Like this is the music you would hear when you're solving a puzzle. Yeah, I just had the idea that it was a mixture between mechanical and magic. You know, that sort of. Yes. That arc, got those vibes. steampunk. Yeah, that yep. was the idea. Like, yep. that's the type of city it is. So, yeah, really nice. It felt very underground to me. Like, I, I imagine myself underground going through caves and trying to, like, sneak around. And I really liked the music box, box notes. I don't know what that would be but like the little tinkling i really actually enjoyed that because it, it made it whimsical but with the music that you had it made it like mysterious and interesting and i'm like oh i want to you know like i would i could see us totally listening to that as we're going about oh, you know our next yeah. campaign so the idea behind something like this is to have something or i can loop it and obviously the beginning and the end are not looped they've faded kind of in and out but yes something where you could take the track and just keep going basically you have like an intro track and then you can loop it a whole bunch of times for you know a secondary track to continue a mood and to have it kind of vagueish so yeah just background music now it reminded me of like a scene in a movie where the guy would just be like going around some rooms like looking through some papers like investigating things i don't know just something oh, like yeah. a spy just like a doing montage that kind of, stuff. of him like piecing it together yeah like maybe not quite piecing it together but f like finding the clues you know of like where to go or what to find you know yeah i can totally like see that. that so i think i want to start making some more stuff like that at some point so that if we do a game together again then instead of using video game music, which would detract me, we could make our own music and yeah. have mood setting stuff. I would say make it more loopable, though. Yeah. Like I said, this oh. isn't looped. Oh, it's, I didn't hear you Oh, yeah. Moment. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's just like a sample of an idea for what I kind of want to do with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it fades in and out, and therefore I would not have it fade in and out if it's loopable. I'd have like one track where it's kind of the fade in and then I'd have a bunch of loopable versions and then I'd have a fade out track so we can start and ah, stop okay. it. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I liked it though. That is interesting. Can't wait to see what you have next. Want a whole album of Dungeons and Dragons music. Background okay. music. Pay me. I'll do it. Uh, can I pay you in high fives? Only in person. Back scratch? <laughs> a back scratch? Yeah, I'll give you a back scratch. But like, it has to be many back scratches <laughs> when I'm trying to get out. <laughs> <laughs> No, but this would be Mike. Not this wouldn't be back scratches. Wait, for yeah. Why, why does Tommy get paid for something that? <laughs> yes, steal the deal. I was thinking about that. Like, if you have your boss music project stuff, I know that you you specifically are tailoring them towards individual bosses. But we can use stuff like that. We can use some of the other tracks we've made, and just have a lot of background music that are unique to campaigns. And maybe we can share them with people or put them up on Bandcamp or something, and you know, have a whole thing so you can have mood music. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, that's pretty fun. I'm gonna go next because I think what Tommy did was pretty cool and what I did was not. So Liam, I'm gonna need you to intro this one. <coughs> um <laughs> so, Perfect. You know like a handlebar, right? But yeah. like a handlebar for motorcycles. And now oh, okay. when you're thinking about this, imagine yourself just sitting there on like a, a hill in a forest 
and you're looking at a highway from afar and you see a motorcycle like kind of gang just like leaving with all their like their their pals and they're going down the highway going away and you see like it's like um what's it called between day and night is it dusk it's dusk the one between day and night or is that the you tell us morning (laughs) all right so dusk it's like dusk time (laughs) and you're just watching them do that okay okay motorcycle it was nice imagery yeah i'm ready to crush your dreams just a professional He looked at me, said something mean. I turned to him and I replied, No, you. No, you. I said, No, you. I get clammed up, I don't know what to say. And all my thoughts, they just scatter away. No, you. That's all I said was, No, you. The words inside my head get screwed I'll jumble it up as I think it through For days and days What I should have spoken instead Handle it I didn't really handle it I don't think I can handle it What should I have said to handle it? Handle it I don't know how to handle it. I don't know what I should have said instead to get back and handle it. No, no, no. Okay. That is too many handles. It's too, you know, gilding the lily. Okay, let's think here. How I could say it once. I could add some harmonies. Handle it, handle it, handle it, handle it. Handle it. Oh, would that work? Well. Oh, crap, and I got to make sure I'm not too close to the mic. I get too breathy, and I have to either edit it or just record it again. Crap. And who is the he? Do I need a backstory for the he? I guess I could just leave it generic. Oh, but honestly, this would be so good with music. Maybe I can ask Tommy. No, no, he's too busy. He's got so much else going on. Maybe Mike? No, no, he'd just tell me to suck it up. Crap. I think, well, maybe I could do that. Maybe I should do like a jazz version instead. This is a little more Broadway. I don't, you know what? I think I should, I'm just going to, let's start from scratch. That's it. That Yeah, let's start over. I think we listened to the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, it was fine. That's cool. I did, I did like that. I like, it's not really like, I don't even know what you would call that. It wasn't really like breaking the fourth wall because you weren't. But it was peephole in the fourth wall. Yeah. <laughs> it was how I would handle writing a song. Oh. <laughs> I had to look up uh. Gilding the Lily. Never heard that before. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Missy would appreciate it. She would, she'd she be like, wow, Amy, you used words <laughs> that weren't just like, I said it too many times. <laughs> Food and mustard. I don't know why you say those two things, but... <laughs> Yeah, I just wanted to, I I did want to write a song and I did kind of like the idea of the beginning of the song. But then when it came to the chorus and I kept singing Handle It, I was like, this is stupid. This is so stupid. And I talked to myself out loud and I was like, wait, that's it. That's perfect. And so then I just recorded myself talking out loud and I was like, that's it. I'm done. Got it. Perfect. (laughs) Unique. and I like it. Which is also why I specifically didn't make it sound that great or I didn't record the yes. vocals better and I left my breathiness in there on purpose because it was supposed to be like raw and uncut anyways and since I you know was like you know I'm just gonna start over like it's okay it's bad yeah I enjoyed it moving on uh this one's Tommy's handle project 
<laughs> okay, Mike. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> do we want Leo to, to discuss what it is first? Do you want me? Whoever. Because I do want to say something have to. about it. Amy, roll a D2. And... I, I don't have it. <laughs> <Roll>. <laughs> All right. I got a D4. No. Long story short, this is so the theme to two characters Mike wrote in his D&D campaign, the Duke and the Duchess. It's less like a, I guess it's, I guess it is their theme, but it's more like a story that I'm telling in the music. But anyway, that's it. All right. So, you know, a handlebar, right? <laughs> okay. Like a bar of soap. You're handling a bar of soap. And basically what you're doing is you're trying to wash yourself in like a, a shower, you know, that's what you do. I don't, I, and I don't so, relate to this. Oh, uh, well, just try to imagine the imagery. <laughs> and so you're like at the top of like a... Uh, like one of the topper floors of a skyscraper and you you have a you have a window out there like next to you like a huge window looking down across the city when you're when you're washing yourself and you're just having a good time looking at the city because you're really stinky and you need to oh, I can get a good to good wash in yeah. and this music is the music that's playing while you're doing that okay okay thank you Somebody please hire me.
And then they all died. Man, I do have to yep. say, that was a pretty sinister shower. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. I'm assuming, and you can correct me if you're wrong, the timing for the strings is just slightly off in a lot of places. And I feel like that was intentional. Yeah. Not to hit it right on the mark, but to have it very loose and almost like catching up with each other or trying to. Yeah. None of it was airtight. It was all very feely. Because I, I felt if it was more airtight on time, it would take a lot of the emotion out of it. No, I think it was a good choice for it. Yeah. I just, you know, I, I noticed that and I was going to say, yeah. uh, we'll just, I just wanted to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I like the kind of growing, growling hunger that the music created of like evilness. I thought that that was really interesting because you could tell it, it wasn't going to go good, but that it, it almost felt like the music itself was growling at you and you could feel like it was this evil entity come alive. And I really enjoyed that part. There was some parts, yeah, where the like, strings were off and I was like, did he do that on purpose? I don't understand what's happening. But now that you're saying, yes, that was purposeful. That makes sense. It's, I liked it. It's just kind of like, or at least how I thought, it's supposed to be like sinister, but also just very somber and sad because of what you know happened to the Duchess and the and their children, which is the kind of the vibe I was going for. Was like this was maybe this is a scene where you see like the Duke makes a deal that he does, and or not the deal, but he makes a move that he does is how he handles the situation, and you see it slowly corrupting him and then his family, and then it just kind of like fades out, and I imagine that's when he like sits back in his like little ghostly chair at the very end mike did you want to describe for our audience real quick so they kind of understood a little more of the duke and duchess like what yeah so in, in the one shot that we played during christmas there was a duke and somebody came by he was a poor farmer and he couldn't pay his taxes for the year and the dukes like gave him a loan and said go okay yeah you can go ahead and pay your taxes uh through this loan but next year farmer then the next year could not pay as well you know there's a famine or bad land or growing or whatever and the duke took his most prized possession from the farmer which was this little locket and the farmer cursed the duke because the duke refused to give it back he's like well this is how you're gonna pay your taxes you're gonna give me this locket so the farmer cursed the duke and the duke gave the locket to his wife and the locket slowly poisoned her and their two uh, twin children until she became a ghastly snake-like figure and in his sorrow he just sat in his chair and melted away for like 200 years just waiting for somebody to to help him correct his wrong realizing he shouldn't have hurt this farmer so that's the idea i had behind it i mean technically if you think about it he was all within his right to take the locket because he did give the guy a loan and he the guy wasn't able to pay his loan back so really well is the duke at fault here so you gotta think about that i don't think no. he's Duke did nothing wrong. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and then we murdered them I, all. Yeah. I do I do <laughs> like the mixing on that. I think you did a really good job. And I bet you took some time doing it this time. Yeah. It was clear and it wasn't a compressed nightmare like a lot of my stuff. And you could have a lot of dynamics in it. It was good. I think the only thing I don't like about this particular song is... Because, I mean, I use shorts a lot. We all know I love my rhythm. I wish I could, like, give an exact length of a short. Because the way it works is when I'm playing the shorts, or at least a particular style, it's something called marcato. It's like a very short, long note. That's what it is. And I want to basically tell it, okay, I want you to go for this. Instead of, like, I'm exaggerating here. One Instead of two seconds, I want you to go for a second and a half. 
and I wish I could dictate how long those marcadas go for because I feel like it would make that whole section a little better. Instead, it's a little like you don't have much control over the length and then it messes up. But other than that, it's like the, the pickiest thing I can ask for. There are slight ways that we could play around with that that I can kind of show you later, but you'd have to have multiple tracks and adjust the tightness for each one. And, you know, it'd be a yeah. lot more complicated. But yeah. anyway, anyway. And that is why we should actually cut that story. I'm sorry. That is too terrible for anybody to ever listen to. (laughs) Yeah, that was horrific, (laughs) Tommy. Jeez Louise. Well, that was our creative prompt for this month. Handle given to us by Michel. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. So I should have also, he's waving at the camera. I should have also said ahead of time, what we like to do here at 1L2N is we like to take a challenge word and then, or a creative prompt word, and then that inspires us to make something. And it's just a way for us to get our creative juices flowing so that we can try something different and come up with new projects even if they're smaller projects or larger projects, you can paint, you can sing, you can write, you can make music, how, whatever you want to do. And that's what we did here for you today. And so if you have participated, we would love to hear what you did. You can reach us at 1L2N Productions, Reddit, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, or you can go over to our website, which is 1L2NProductions.com, and you can submit your creative prompts there. We would love to see what you did for Handle. And this month's new word is going to be brought to you by Tommy. Wait, did you even roll? I did roll. I I rolled while you guys were talking because I was bored. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, this is going to be my first word. Oh, my goodness. All right. Time to the random word generator. Oh, That's, boy. No. No, you can't random word generator. You must look at something random. <laughs> <laughs> and the random word is anticipation. Ooh. I anticipate this to be a disaster. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Anticipation is the new word. So get your creative juices flowing and start making things. No. And we'll be back in a month to see what we made and what you guys made. And today, what we're going to talk about is still TVD. What are we talking about, guys? I think we got to talk about what is the most anticipated of 2023 because i think that's a good thing to talk about good job liam by other people or by us no what are we looking forward to in 2023 in terms of media storytelling events whatever and then we can talk about useless media like what was the one that did the six second videos that went under and then tiktok became it vine is useless so is MySpace. Because it doesn't exist anymore. Does that mean it has a use? No, it's useless. <laughs> you know what? You make great Okay, point. let's talk about this right now then, because I feel like some of the most useless media out there is magazines. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because a lot of magazines are mostly just for like the editorial pictures and stuff, but you can get all of that online these days anyways. So it seems silly that we're still making magazines, in my opinion. I I mean, I think if you like reading magazines, good on you. I feel like the only time I've ever read a magazine was when I was bored at the airport and I purchased one for myself to read something on the plane. I'm pretty but, sure that's what magazines are for. Yeah. It's like they're, you're sitting in a dentist media. office. Or... Yeah. They're, they have to be a, a very, very like you don't have access to your phone or a computer or anything electronic. Therefore, here's a magazine. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can see where they used to be great. I hate magazines because of how hard it is to navigate through them. 
most magazines are just chock full of ads and then you can't even find like the table of contents or the page number like it's specifically designed around making you flip through the pages so you see the ads and i don't like that and therefore i just do clickbaity news articles online because it's a lot more fun <laughs> magazines is a good one yeah uh, i guess yeah that's like the the that's like a dying medium is magazines, I feel like. I think people say dying mediums a bunch and not to like call you out or anything, but I don't think any medium truly dies. I think it just has no. a peak and then it defines its basis, you know, like radio yeah. used to be huge and it peaked and then television came along and radio went down and it's been fluctuating. And of course it changes form. Now you have, you know, podcasts and and online streaming and so radio in quotations is back up there but you know do you think that the articles that you would find in magazines that you can now find online would that still be considered magazine articles yeah so i i do read sound on sound or i used to have a subscription to the magazine which is a fantastic musical equipment magazine and specifically for recording and live sound and stuff like that and i loved it i loved getting the magazine every month but now, you know, that was 15 years ago. Now I just go online to their website if I want to see their latest reviews or if they want to talk about something or have an interview with somebody. So I feel like online replaced that entirely. And I, I'm assuming that's where the big newspaper problem also is. You know, newspapers are dying off left and right for the exact same reason online is available. Yeah, I guess it's all about choosing the quality. It's hard for us to say yes, I will subscribe to a newspaper or a magazine, whether it's online or in person, when there's so much free content available, even though the quality of the free content is oftentimes way worse. The journalism in it is usually junk. It's just revolving around clicks and eyeballs as opposed to something that's going to change the way that you look at whatever you're looking at in general i think most useless or dying art forms or just pieces of media always see a resurgence and maybe i have a misconception about it but i feel like records and vinyls are making a stupid comeback recently in like the last like five years where it's just everyone wants a vinyl and it never did truly die like you were saying mike but i don't know i, I just i don't think media is outright useless because it's always useful to someone like what makes it useless is an upgrade to that piece of media or in general another piece of media is just taking your time up but older generations than us for example are going to be looking at magazines are going to be looking at newspapers because that's what they grew up on i always feel like nothing's ever truly useless in that regard because people are going to be getting their enjoyment or their pleasure out of it i guess i shouldn't have said useless i should have said what is kind of the most outdated piece of media at this point because you're you're right there are a lot of people who still read magazines there's still a lot of people that listen to the radio there's still a lot of people that read the newspaper and everything all i meant was i guess because the way media is consumed nowadays is more electronic mm -hmm. than physical it was like CDs, for an instance. They still get sold crazy left and right. But when you have things like Spotify and iTunes and other things, <laughs> YouTube music, all that yeah, stuff. Totally those two. <laughs> I was like, wait, oh, I know there's nice. other. But, you know, when you have more like the electronic means to listen and experience and view those medias, the physical copies are now really outdated. And it, fe I guess it felt 
like they're useless because they're outdated. So that's what I meant. But I didn't mean to like diminish anybody's love of those things. So Red Letter Media put out a video and it was about the resurgence of people trying to sell VHS tapes that are like sealed, like new in box. And interesting. Yeah. How one copy of Back to the Future was sealed in mint condition and it sold for $75,000. It was the most expensive. Yeah. And the whole video was kind of calling this out like this is pretty stupid. I would highly recommend watching it. It's called We Finally Watched Nuki, the VHS grading video. And to do some small spoilers for it, they have a very rare VHS tape, which is a junk video. It's just a terrible like seed movie. And they had a bunch of copies and they did some stuff with the extra copies and got one of their best copies graded and they put it up on eBay to sell it. And they donated all the profits to charity and it sold on January 6th for $80,000 or $80,600. So it's the most expensive VHS ever sold. And the the whole point of this is that VHS is a terrible format. You know, yeah, if you go back and you look, there's something to be said for vinyl, maybe where it has a different sonic characteristic that you might like. But VHS is just grainy and gross looking and not in a good film grain way. It is a compressed, crappy image. And I think that people are speculating and there's a resurgence of of old media. You know, this happened when vinyl started to get popular and then all of a sudden tapes started to get popular and then CDs started to get popular again. It's more of that, I don't know, hipster mentality where you go, this old media, I really want it because I want to show that I have this unique thing. But you got to question, is it really worth it? Highly recommend watching that video. It's very entertaining. Well, let's talk about what we're excited for for 2023. I am literally excited for nothing. So, oh my goodness. Everybody else has to carry this conversation. <laughs> I just don't really know what's out or what's going to be out. It's usually one of you guys being like, yeah, are you excited for this movie? I'm like, oh crap, that's coming out. Yeah. So, I'm going to wait till what you, to see what you guys say. And then I'll say, I agree. I think the last season of Barry's coming out. So, if that comes out, I'll be excited oh, yeah. for it. Heck yeah. There's a lot of video games to be excited about <laughs> and there's only one game that truly truly gets me hyped up because over the last couple of years of AAA releases or just releases in general everything's been very not working at launch which is understandable but not to the degree of it of like what it's been it's been like buggy and unoptimized and there's no content it's just like hey, I pay $60 for this I, I'm gonna not do that but there's one game Hollow Knight Silk Song. If it comes out. It well, it is the latest date it's supposed to come out is June twenty the third or something like that. I don't know. But that's actually not one I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about the one that Dude, why did you is bring going it up? to be a buggy mess is Starfield. Cause I think No, it's not coming out. Well, if it does come out this year, I'm excited for it, but I'm excited for it because all Bethesda RPGs are always so much fun first time around. It's that sense of exploring a new world, but it's going to be an absolute disaster like every other Bethesda game in existence. So what? Uh, so just small clarification. When you said Starfield, I thought you were talking about Star Citizen, oh, which oh, is never oh. going to come out officially. Yeah, that's but Starfield, who knows? That may or may not come out. There's, I mean, there's, there's tons of games. There's Jedi Survivor. That's probably going to be fun. Mm-hmm. There's Armored Core 6. 
which I have no idea. I'm surprised you didn't say the new uh, Zelda. Well, I don't have access to a Switch. You will have access to the Switch when the new Zelda game comes out. I know for a fact you're getting it just to play that. <laughs> Called out. I don't know why I doubt Nintendo, but I guess I'm just not hyped for it at the moment. <laughs> Like, I'm, I'm just like, yeah, I know it's probably going to be a great game because making a sequel to probably one of the best, most beloved games Nintendo's made in a long time. It's one of those games where in 20 years from now, they say, hey, what inspires you? It's going to be Breath of the Wild inspired me to become a game developer for me to become this. Like, that's one of those games. And I know the sequel to it's got to be good, but I'm just like not. It's not that I'm not looking forward to it. It's just there's so many other things that I'm looking forward to that that's kind of pushed aside at the moment i'll tell you why i am not necessarily looking forward to tears of the kingdom as far as i know it is kind of a reskin of the old map and i'm sure that they went way more in depth with it than just like adding a couple towers or something here or there and i i knowing them and knowing the six years they spent on it i bet that they did a lot of work to really optimize and figure out how to to make a better map but the entire point of breath of the wild was just going and exploring a map and if it's the same map that's only been changed, then I'm probably less inclined to be really excited for it. So I'm going to wait yeah. to see what other people say about it. There's a stupid amount of games coming out this year or that have been announced. We don't know if they're going to come out this year. That's, it's like really exciting. So many others. There's the Invincible, which I'm looking forward to. There's The Day Before, which is another zombie game. Well, Last of Us is coming out on PC. Stalker 2 is coming out. Oh, maybe The Last of Us TV show. I am kind of excited about that. Yeah, I'm excited as well. Yeah. I mean, let's let's swap to TV. Is there any TV y'all are excited about or? Nope. No? (laughs) Excellent. Movies? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Well, I was going to say maybe Andor 2. That's 2024, I think. Oh, I thought it was this year. Okay, well then ignore me. Never mind. The Boys 4, look forward to. It's crazy that we're in such like a golden age of television and video games right now that there's so much stuff that could come out and I'm not super excited for anything in particular. It's also dependent upon free time availability. Yeah, it's, I know. it's free time. And I think I've just, me personally, I've been burned so many times by especially video games where it's like there's no point to get excited until the reviews start coming in and I can watch a few videos on it and then I'll get excited for something. Yeah, video games unfortunately are in that hang-up spot where they're not really getting completed until a couple months after they're released and it makes it very difficult to get excited for something ahead of time. Specifically, since we talked about The Last of Us TV show, I am never excited for any video game style movie or television ever because you just can't convert that interactive medium into television. But for The Last of Us, I am excited because I know that it is a storytelling first game and they got uh, Neil Druckmann is is going to also be one of the uh, showrunners, I believe. Yeah. So it, it's definitely like we're going to tell a story and it's probably going to be different from the game, but that's fine because they, they were originally going to tell a story primarily in the gameplay was just to get you through that. I think it's kind of interesting, at least from my perspective, there's not a lot that I'm excited for. And I think it's because like Tommy was saying, you feel like you've been burned by all these things that you're so excited for. And then it just is nothing. It's not that great or it's just okay. And I found that a lot of the stuff that I've watched last year that I was like, wow, that was fantastic. That was really great was stuff I was not anticipating at all. Mm. Like the glass onion. I was like, yeah, I want to see it. But then I watched it and I was like, wow, I love that. That was great. And so I find that that's probably why I'm not really excited for anything is because, like you were saying, you've you just been burnt. 
And it's not until yeah. you actually watch it. Like, I wasn't excited for Andor at all. I was like, this is going to be stupid. And then it wasn't until you guys were like, watch it. I was like, fine. I was like, oh, crap, those are great. So I think that a lot of times, because we are in the golden age of new media or whatever, there's so much content sort of flooding the market that it's almost not quality, but just content. Yeah, I totally agree there. I think that the abundance of content has made me less excited because I know that there's going to be something good that I don't know about that everybody's going to be like, you have to watch this. And then I will. And I'll be like, that was awesome. So why get excited for a new Marvel movie when I'm like, their track record's been pretty bad. You know, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. why get excited for the same standard stuff? Are any of you excited for Poker Face? I don't even know what that is. Yeah. It's the new Ryan Johnson show, the detective show. Sure. Yeah. Sounds great. I didn't know he was coming out with a detective show. I'm down with it. Probably yeah, not. Yeah, it comes out this month. On what? I don't even know who Ryan Johnson is. He made Glass Onion. He made Glass oh. Onion and the other one before that. And he directed a couple episodes of Breaking Bad, and he directed a certain Star Wars movie that is very controversial. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a lot of, hilariously enough, I feel like movies coming out this year that I'm very excited for. Oh, yeah. Movies, for sure. Top. A lot of sequels... No surprise there. Yeah, a lot of sequels that their first or their predecessors were pretty good and they're being done by similar people or something like Oppenheimer where it's Christopher Nolan. So you kind of just have to see a Christopher Nolan movie. You got Fast and Furious 10. Oh, boy. Uh, who's excited for that? You got Indiana Jones 5, oh, Harrison boy. Ford, and what's his face last movie? John Williams? I don't know. I don't know if I'll do a theater for that, but I probably will watch it. I'm more curious than anything. Yeah, me too. I'm like, what, what are they going to do? How can they top aliens? <laughs> <laughs> you know, more aliens? How do you think the Barbie movie is going to turn out? Okay, I actually am excited for that <laughs> yes, one. Yes, sir. Because isn't isn't it like a horror movie or something? Or it's rated R at least. Well, it's rated R. It's got Ryan Gosling in it. Oh, I don't really care about that, but I'll be I'll watch it still. That one, okay, I am excited about that one. I agree. Well, there's there's just like a lot of so many movies. There's so many movies I'm also not interested in. Yeah, <laughs> that are coming out. So I know we're like, movies. what are we looking forward to? <laughs> but the Flash? No, no, no. I am I'm honestly supply uh, supplies. I'm surprised that that didn't get canceled. Out of all the things they could have canceled, they're like, let's take the most controversial actor and not cancel him. Yeah. I'm like, what? I'm sure there's some like behind the scenes reason. I haven't seen John Wick 3, but I know 4 is coming out, I guess. I'm not going to watch John Wick 4. not going to watch Guardians 3 or the new Transformers. Guys, this is what we're supposed to be excited about. (laughs) Not what we're not going to watch. Do you remember that one time that you made me watch Transformers? Dude, you don't got to bring that up every five (laughs) seconds. I mentioned the name Transformers. It's all all you do. (laughs) Anyways, things I am excited for. Mission Impossible 7. That is a theater worthy movie 100% especially because it has most of the same people both on scenes in front of the scenes and behind the scenes from the from number five and six which were both amazing movies and I look very forward to that as a theater worthy movie 100% that's probably my number I was gonna say number one but probably number two most anticipated like most need for theater experience movie this year the only Marvel-related product I want to watch is Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah, I'll watch that because the first one was very good. <laughs> I haven't seen the first yeah. one. It, it was just phenomenal animation. animation. 
Yeah. So good. They did a lot of like really cool tricks with it. Like they animated Miles Morales at a lower frame rate when he was unsure of being Spider-Man. And then kind of at the end when he comes into his powers, they animated him at the full frame rate. So he looks jittery intentionally when he's not like confident in himself. And then he's then not jittery anymore. It's just such a simple, brilliant way to Ugh. let you know as the audience that something's wrong, but you might not like perceive it right away. At least from the trailer that I've seen, they're going to go absolutely buck wild on this next one. The animation and just all the different Spider-Mans. I'm down for it. And I kind of trust them. It's another situation where it's like, okay, this is a sequel to a very good product. So you kind of have to do it right. Dune 2 by far number one. If I could only go to one thing in the theaters this year, 100% Dune. Just the, the atmosphere of it especially if the first one is unmatched in almost any movie I've seen in a long time. And Denis has a it just, great you can record. feel the moment you can feel the scenes in the theaters. Like you can you just, it's so good. It's so good. I think I'm going to wait until avatar three comes out and then I'll start <laughs> with that movie, but it's not coming out for two years. I thought it was coming out at the end of this year. So never that's mind. What they, that's what they said with avatar two when it came out in like 2008 or something like that. The first one. So we gotta wait another decade. I thought they filmed two yeah, and three. They already back to filmed back. the third one, right? Yeah. Oh, did they They've actually plan for yeah. five? Oh my! They're planning gosh. for to do five in total. I know that. Oh, so they—they're really—they've started this money-making machine. I knew a friend that went to see it, and he was like, "Oh, it was great. You know, it was so wet, all like on the screen that you felt like you were underwater, and there was like fish and." I was like, well, did, where did you see it? He went IMAX and 3D, and I didn't even know they do 3D movies anymore. I thought that that was kind of gone. But I guess that there's still a couple of those projectors left. So, <laughs> Yeah, everybody, I've heard from everybody that's a really good movie. The one person I talked to about it was like, they were in water, eh? I don't know. Yeah, but you're like a landlocked, dry person. So if you talk yeah. to somebody about it, they're probably afraid of the ocean. It wasn't It wasn't that. It was just like, I've heard a lot of great things, but I feel like it's just hype. I don't know. I, I, didn't, I never saw the first one because I didn't really care. If I was going to go see any movie in 3D, I probably should have seen the first one. The only 3D movie <laughs> that I saw was the first Hobbit movie, which was also entertaining because oh. it was specifically filmed for 3D. But yeah, I just didn't have a desire to go see a 3d movie really and I, I think that was the big draw of avatar for me like okay yeah it might be fantastic graphics and stuff but if it's a story that's fairly standard i don't know so i'm so glad that we're super super excited for all of these things oh i can just feel our energy and excitement top excitement level 65 with adam driver am i right Facts, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sounds amazing. I mean, top excitement level, what is Adam this? Driver. See, also, this is the <laughs> you problem. You trailer. <laughs> Another thing that's hard to be excited about media is that I've spent most of the last year, like, watching stuff and playing stuff that came out a long time ago. That's mm. true. Because it, there's yeah. so much there's, good there's stuff. So much. And there's so, so little time to consume this. So you have to have choice interactions, you know? My Steam library, just like, well, Tommy's is worse, but mine is overflowing with junk and the amount of free games that i've gotten on epic and i've never even 
installed is stupid and i know there's that so like, many good ones i know yeah half of them are going to be fantastic and where we there's too much good media for me to be super excited about something unless somebody's like here is a known writer director and cinematographer combination and it's starring people that you really like their acting abilities and then i'll be like oh okay cool oppenheimer oppenheimer i will probably go see maybe not in theaters again i don't you know theaters for me or especially with christopher nolan i don't know maybe i have to see it in theaters yeah yeah to exactly. like but i have to get a good sound system maybe he took some criticism from tenet and was like all right fine i'll change it a bit <laughs> you not really took a lot of criticism from tenet. <laughs> yeah. he did get a lot of criticism no, i mean not. he's, he's got to have like a not. massive flop at some point you know you yeah. can't all be one. I, I, mean, I like... think tenet was a flop wasn't it yeah that's what i'm saying yeah yeah oh okay i think it made its money back but it was a flop with reviews i could be wrong with that i'm just hoping he does something a little different for oppenheimer well i mean what's different with him he always does something different. Would be baffling is if he told a story in a normal time order. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I mean. Like maybe if it was just much more of a biographical kind of style, I can't really explain that. But if it if it was just a straight movie about a character that he enjoyed, dirty that he wanted to to you know, make a a film about, then maybe that would be interesting. But if he tries to go in the unique movie style that he kind of has where there's some kind of like filmmaking-esque twist to it it might get a little tiresome i think so yeah at this point yeah i mean i liked dunkirk a lot and that still had that sort of filmmaking twist a bit yeah but yeah. yeah it was pretty much a straight story it just told three different stories all around the same period of time even though each one was separate lengths of time so mm. I think all in all, I'm more looking forward to going back and enjoying media that I missed mm-hmm. in general. Like, hell, I just I just finished Breaking Bad and I'm now I'm going on a better call Saul and then I'm going to probably watch The Wire after this. It's like I'm just watching a bunch of critically acclaimed media because I'm like, I've never seen it. And it's really, really great. And by the time I finish everything this year, something else will be critically acclaimed and out. Exactly. I only watch critically acclaimed stuff at this point. Oh, we know. I guess that's also a trap that you have to try and avoid. You know, when you purchase something online, if you only want to eat at a restaurant or purchase an item and it has, you know, 4.7 out of five stars and a thousand reviews, and that's the only stuff you're going for. And sometimes you do miss those rare gems that would be more curated towards you. I think that finding a specific reviewer or somebody who has a similar taste as you would be a little bit better to discover those odd things that maybe not have like a maybe maybe they have like a 6.5 rating on IMDb, but you watch it and you're like, that was the best thing I've ever seen. I don't know why it was great. I think I'm in a, a moment that my time is more precious than anything. And that includes, I could go see a bunch of movies, but I just don't want to waste the time going to theaters to see movies unless I know that it's going to be something I will enjoy. And there's oftentimes, you know, we said this with our Andor review, I was done with Star Wars until some trusted reviewers were like, it is one of the best things I've seen. And I go, okay, I'll just give it a shot to see what they're talking about. And then got hooked on it. And so I'd rather let those things come out and not be excited by them and then just go and do my 2023 the best of and be like here's the things i never would expected this was awesome basically i don't get hyped because i've been burnt too much 
It hurts. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really get hyped like that. I never really did get hyped like that. I'm not. Tommy usually sucks out all the hype for me. <laughs> it's true. I'm just like <laughs> Tommy is our hype man. I really do like. And getting then hyped. so disappointed. It's like yeah, there's no reason to get hype. He, the hype only pays off like ten to twenty percent of the time for him. Yeah, but when that ten to twenty percent hits, it is the biggest high of your life. You're like, oh my god. <laughs> It hit with Elden Ring, I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. Yeah, speaking Ring of which, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Tommy, today I saw you <laughs> online. You were playing Elden Ring again. I was. I think it's Tommy. Right, when we finish this podcast, we're going to have to <laughs> sit down with you. <laughs> okay. And on that note, <laughs> I think it's a good time to end the podcast. Thank you guys for listening so much. We would love to hear from you. We would love to hear your creative prompts. Again, 1L2N Productions at YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit. Also, you can go on to our website, which is 1L2N Productions.com. And if you like what we're doing and you want to help support that, you can head on over to our Patreon and that would be much appreciated. And the last word of the day is going to go to... Oh, also remember, anticipation is the new word for the creative prompt. Just wanted to make sure I said that again. Okay, last word of the day is going to go to... It's me! Rigged. Rigged. I started a new book and it's really good and it's about vampires and I know people are like, oh, vampires, really? But this one's actually really good. And it was the first time that I started reading a book and I didn't hate it after reading the sample of it. I actually bought it after I read the sample of it because I was like, oh, this is good. So I'll let you know how it goes. (laughs) 